0: To dare to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello everyone and welcome back to our community. It's so nice because now that we have the Geneva chat I feel like I'm talking to you guys all the time and i I don't know. It's not like, Oh, welcome back. You know, I haven't spoken to you in a bit. It's like now I'm actually one-on-one speaking with you guys and it's so fun and so amazing to actually put faces to everyone listening. So if you haven't joined our Geneva chat, definitely do been getting product recs, workout class recs. It's been super fun. So you can, um, go to the link in the show notes and sign up there. So in alignment for me this week, I finally took the time to just like, full, not finally, I've only been in this new schedule for a few weeks now, but I replanned my schedule structure. So I created sort of a time batching calendar for myself so that I feel like I know what I'm doing each day and I can get it all done and just have a little bit more peace of mind. So if you're watching this on Spotify, you'll see the video and you'll see what I'm showing you right now. I put like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I separated it by a.m. and p.m. And in the a.m., let's say like Tuesday mornings rumble. Tuesday afternoons, I edit Shelby's videos. So that's just an example, like knowing that this afternoon or this morning is dedicated to one compartment of all of my business ventures. So That's just something that allowed me to, you know, take out the guesswork, bring some structure back in. And I filmed a YouTube video as I did it and created it um, while also working on a budget. Like I just fully got my shit together and schedule and budget and all the things in a YouTube video. So that'll be out this week or next week. Subscribe so you don't miss it. I also had my first consultation client, which it just felt so rewarding knowing that I actually have so much to offer. I created an entire strategy and next steps document afterwards, and we'll be working together over the next every few weeks until, you know, she feels she's found success or whatnot. So I also just signed on another client for a session to help her launch her podcast. So that's really exciting and just really rewarding. And I'm loving like these one-on-one sessions. So That's all in alignment for me this week. Out of alignment, I'm going to be honest, it's just a very Monday, Monday. I am a little overwhelmed by all that needs to get done. And also, I'm not going to lie, I just got anxious because I did a workout this morning and I was really excited to kick off the day that way. And then I got a DM, like, can't wait to see you at the event tonight. They have an outfit for me and everything. I was invited to an event tonight weeks ago And I'm so used to someone sending me a calendar invite for these things, or usually I do pop it in my calendar, but I guess I just overlooked it and didn't put it in my calendar. So just a little stress that like, I have a 45 minute bar workout now at six 30. Like I'm already fatigued from my workout this morning. I'm not a two workout girly. I get it one and done. And Also, just 6.30 events in general kind of overwhelm me because I'm so tired by then. I have so much to do all day. I worked out already. So I'm a little stressed, but it'll be great. And yeah, just a little overwhelmed because I also double booked myself, told a friend I would go on a walk with her. I'm just a little overwhelmed, but it's okay. Another thing that was out of alignment, really, because that's just today, but some family stuff that... I won't get into right now because it's not necessarily my story to tell, but other people's actions obviously affect us. And just to pull some positives into it, I'm just noticing such growth with myself and being able to put myself first in these situations and pull out my tools in my toolbox to cope and move forward in the midst of chaos. So this is your sign to keep going, do the work, keep your therapist or find the therapist that's more right for you try out new wellness rituals and fitness rituals and just try out to see what works because you'll be able to really use it to your advantage and see the growth and the healing through it all once you really need it so hopefully that's your sign let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week And remember, you can tell me what was in and out of alignment for you this week over on Geneva. So our guest of this week is Morgan Tedeschi. I think that's how you pronounce her name. She is the founder of Good Gut Healing. She is a certified holistic health coach and yoga instructor. And she helps women optimize their diet and lifestyle in order to beat the bloat, regain energy, ditch the diet, and create confidence in their body. And with food, We know this is like my favorite topic, beating the bloat, getting more energy. She helps her clients get to the root of the imbalance in their life and in their body in order to heal from the inside out to be their most vibrant selves. So what we talk about, we start with her personal journey with chronic pain and stomach problems to finally finding her own healing, which was such motivation for me. We talk about all things gut health, blood sugar balance, the energy behind healing, how to heal your gut from things like IBS and SIBO and just how to feel better in your own skin. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please subscribe over on Spotify and rate us five stars over there. The ratings mean so much and take you just two seconds. So thank you so much. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't yet, and let's get into the episode. again. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited you're here. I think every listener knows at this point that I struggle with IBS and bloating and all of the things. So I love having people on that are actually talking about like gut issues and IBS and not just like, oh, take a probiotic. So I'm excited to dive into everything that you speak about. I am too. I feel like just hot
1: girls with stomach issues and <laughs> everyone saying that they have IBS is like, it's like an epidemic right now. So um, yeah, I would love to just like, get down to some facts and kind of steer away the BS in this wellness world. Um, the to, BS in like, el-
0: IBS. I love that. <laughs> the,
1: the BS <laughs> and IBS. Yeah, no, literally. So I'm, I'm so excited to get going.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Well, before I forget, let's get your top self-care tip that has played a role in your success. Totally. So
1: hands down meditation, like has been so big for me, just like the act of being present and bringing mindfulness into my life has like allowed my body to heal. It's like, I've just been so much more intentional. I've been able to slow down. It's helped my digestion. I visualize when I meditate. So I've been kind of, focusing on that girl, that version of me, um, my higher self while I meditate. And that has helped me so much with just my whole my mind, body, soul health as well. So yeah, definitely meditation and allowing my body to surrender to the healing process.
0: So when you're meditating, are you following a guided meditation or you're sitting in silence and visualizing? Like what's your meditation routine?
1: Yeah, so when I first started, I started with guided meditation because I was like, "How the heck like does one even meditate?" Yeah, um, and I feel like majority of people think that way. Like, and I have ADHD too, so this is like not like something that, that I was just like thrown into and was like good at. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people have the conception that they uh, can't meditate because their thoughts will be coming and going, and that's completely normal. Like that is supposed to happen. It just these thoughts kind of blur away um, in a way when you start doing it daily or every other day. So the more consistent you get it, um, get with it, like with everything, the better you get. So now I literally just put on like frequencies and I sit there for 20 minutes. I meditate and I visualize. I'm also a huge fan of Joe Dispenza, who has a lot of great guided meditation. So sometimes I do his or sometimes I do like medit, uh, oh my god, mediterranean, kundalini (laughs) breath work with my meditation. It kind of depends. But um, yeah, I'm just sitting there, me, myself and I and meditating. So (laughs) yeah, it's been it's been awesome for me.
0: It's kind of a running joke how often I say Kundalini on this podcast. So I'm so glad really? someone else oh my gosh. suggested. It. <laughs> I
1: love Kundalini,
0: Erica specifically. I feel like we did we speak about this. Do you do Erica evolve by Erica's meditations? Yes, I love her so I knew much. It. She's like the only approachable kundalini person out there at this point. So when I meet someone similar to me who's doing kundalini, I'm like, you're definitely doing Erica.
1: (laughs) No, I did. I actually started with Elevate the Globe. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. No. Um, But then, yeah, so look them up. They've been doing kundalini for a long time. They're in L.A. Um, And then I found Erica this summer, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I love you. Um, So, yeah, yeah. kundalini is just, like, so cool, and she puts such a modern – like spiel
0: on it. So yeah, totally, totally. And one other thing I wanted to say on meditation just before we dive into gut health is I agree. First of all, it's a practice. It's like anything you have to like exercise the muscle to get better at it. But I would also say just because I had an experience yesterday where I just sat in silence and was breathing and the thoughts that come up, it's not always you don't even have to try to get them to go away. For me, it's like I have a moment to actually listen to my inner voice and figure out like what is on my mind right mm-hmm. now and why. And like, I question myself. I'm like getting to the root of why I'm thinking these things or why things are triggering me or whatnot. So it's also kind of a little moment to almost journal internally and like figure out what's going on in your mind. Cause otherwise the thoughts are just going 24 seven, but very, not very often you just sit there and like actually listen to what's going on in your mind, so totally. I don't even think having those thoughts are necessarily a bad thing, or that the goal always has to be like let's get rid of every single thought in our mind. It's like no, it's just tuning in. Totally, yeah, and it's like I feel like it's like
1: not even like normal to like not have thoughts. Like they, right. they it's are not. there. It's, it's just it's like just like what's supposed to happen. And yeah, I love I love like the inner journal. That's amazing because thoughts become things. So if we're constantly thinking the same thing over and over again. It's it's showing up in our reality. So if we can come, become aware of those thoughts that are coming from meditation, like you said, we can get to the root, we can journal about it after, and we can shift them from the limiting beliefs that are probably plaguing our mind to ones that are like more empowering and more true. So yeah, thoughts are not a bad thing, everyone, and don't let it intimidate <laughs> you with meditation. It's like, it's it's a really a good thing because it helps you create a deeper connection with yourself.
0: Completely. So- I can go on tangents about meditation and self care. So too. I have to catch myself <laughs> because I don't, I really want to dive into all things gut health. So I'm curious if you had your own, which I think I saw on TikTok that you do your own healing journey, your own, like you went from issues to healing yourself that led you to want to do this for work. Do you have your own healing journey? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear
1: it. Yeah. All right. It's kind of long. I'm going to try to condense it as much as I can. But when I was a freshman in college, I started getting like a lot of like sinus infections, like really mucousy and like gross coughs, um, all that type of stuff. So I went to the doctor and was prescribed like over like a three month period, like long rounds of antibiotics to clear these infections out and by December uh those things were like totally fine but I started to like have all these like random stomach issues like I had like horrible cramps like all throughout the day I was so bloated I had just like so much pain and um I played division one lacrosse in college so I was just like go 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 and I throughout my whole life I just pushed through anything and was kind of like the I'll sleep on it girl like I would like break out in hives from like food poisoning and be like "Ah, I'll sleep on it I'll get better tomorrow so was not listening to my body whatsoever and like that was heightened because I was playing a sport and I was a freshman I didn't want to be weak so um these like symptoms like and I was like I was going like the bathroom like 10 times a day just like crazy things that have never happened before so these things happened for like two weeks and I was just like I was so I was just so out of touch with my body like I was just convincing myself that it was like food poisoning or something this was also in college right
0: yeah yeah freshman year because I had this same experience and I was like I mean I'm drinking a lot I'm eating a lot like I'm sure I'm just messing with my body and I kind of moved on from it after doing at being prescribed antibiotics for a year as well for my tonsillitis that they thought was strep throat every month so I completely relate to your story
1: (laughs) oh my god yeah I mean it's so true because we're just like focused on like everything external especially when we're in college instead of like being with ourselves internally so yeah antibiotics will get you they will really get you and I'll get into why in a second but um so uh one Sunday I like literally couldn't get anything down like I had like a a little sip of a Gatorade, couldn't even eat Cheerios. And I went to the bathroom in my dorm and ended up fainting. And then I was sent to student services on campus and I was like screaming bloody murder. I literally thought I was going to die. My stomach was in so much pain. So then I was sent to the hospital and those doctors there did a lot of CAT scans. And then they saw those scans and they were like, holy shit, like get this girl to the ICU. So I ended up in the ICU for five days. My parents live in Florida, this was during the winter. And they like- got a call being like your daughter's in the ICU, like you need to come home. And they were like, what? Because I didn't tell them like any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So they were just like, oh my gosh, So they came home and the doctors in the ICU were like, there is a 50% chance that we're going to have to take her colon out because it's so infected. And if we have to take it out, there's a 50% chance that she will survive because the toxins in my colon which were so inflamed if they had to remove it there was a huge possibility that those toxins could leak into my other organs and cause just a whole system failure so my my parents were like what the heck happened to our daughter like so
0: crazy like you think you just have chronic diarrhea or like you're drinking too much and then you go to the doctor and it can be life-threatening
1: Totally. And it's like, it's all stemming from the gut because these antibiotics that I was on for my sinus infections, like were successful in killing the bad bugs. Mm -hmm. We have good, bad, good bugs and bad bugs in in our gut. And they killed the bad bugs. of the sinus infection. But unfortunately they killed most of my good bugs too. And that's like what antibiotics do. Like whenever we take a round of antibiotics, whether it's, three days or a week it's negatively altering the balance in our uh, microbiome and it takes like a lot of time to recover from that like no matter wow. the duration of these antibiotics anyways <laughs> after i got out of the icu i thankfully did not have to take my colon out but i spent the, a month in the hospital um i couldn't eat i couldn't walk i was like hooked up to pick lines and morphine and it was just like the worst experience but I mean, I was blacked out because I was in like so much pain. So anyways, after getting me out of the hospital, like a month later, I like after I started like gaining back weight and all this stuff, because i had lost so much weight, I started to get symptoms again, stomach things. So I was so bloated, like I looked pregnant every day, like 24 seven. And I had acid reflux. I had brain fog. I got diagnosed with ADHD for the first time. I had anxiety for the first time. Like there were just all these things that I was like, where, like, what, what is, where are these coming from? So uh, I would, I literally went to like all the top like GI specialists and doctors in Boston and like just like told them what was going on. So we did like all the tests and the colonoscopies and the endoscopies and the scans and the emptying tests and all that, and they're all like. Yeah, like they're perfect, and I was like, no, like I I don't feel perfect. I don't feel even like close to perfect. Like I just like felt like I was kind of going crazy because they were like dismissing my symptoms in a way, and were just like, you have IBS, and I was like, okay, like what is that? And essentially, IBS is literally just like an umbrella term that they give people who are just experiencing a lot of um, digestive discomfort, whether it's like constipation, diarrhea, bloating, um, stomach pains, X reflux, etc. If you did the endoscopy and the colonoscopy and you don't have Crohn's or colitis, which are irritable bowel diseases, they're going to tell you you have IBS. So kind of a BS yes. diagnosis in my opinion. Um, and Agreed. I feel like a lot of people's opinions. <laughs> yeah. Like you do. Yeah, I'm learning
0: that as I yeah. have people like you on my podcast. And as I've gone to many GIs and through all the testing I'm always told you have IBS I'm realizing it's just oh we don't know what's wrong with you but like you are experiencing symptoms where something is wrong with you so you have IBS <laughs> and then they throw sh- they throw like prescriptions at you or they're like chew slower and have a good day <laughs> so yeah no. that's why you're on so how did totally. you heal
1: yeah so I was just like um okay so they were like, yeah, eat more fiber, try the low FODMAP diet, um, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I tried to, the low FODMAP diet, which I'm sure your your listeners are familiar with. But if not, it's I've just done like it. there's high FODMAP foods and low FODMAP foods, depending on like how fast and how much they digest in our stomach um, and ferment. So... Uh, that list is very, very, very restrictive if you're just eating from the low FODMAP diet. And then you need to figure out, okay, well, what foods on the high FODMAP diet are causing the issues? And it's literally like the biggest mind F ever. You're like, What? So I started doing the elimination diet when I was in college, so that's tricky when you're living from college to dining halls <laughs> and that's you're really hard sport. yeah it was it was really hard and I didn't do it with any guidance so I um started to get really restricted with my eating I started to develop really disordered eating um body dysmorphia the whole thing it was all tied into i mean food, our relationship with food is a direct correlation to the relationship we have with ourselves. So I think I was just struggling a lot with my own things I was going through on the gut sense. And then it just like really quickly translated into food and like using food as a way to control, have some sort of control, some grasp because I felt so out of control with my health. Um, so yeah, I like ended up having a eating disorder, um, called orthorexia, which I didn't even know was a thing until I, like a year after I recovered, I saw like an Instagram post about it and all like the warning signs. And I was like, Oh my God, I literally had orthorexia. So, um, was struggling with my eating, lost a lot of weight. Um, still struggling with my gut, super anxious, two way communication between the gut and the brain. So if the gut's off, your brain's off leaky gut leaky brain um so I finally was like all right I'm done with these doctors they are just making me feel like I'm absolutely nuts and i be, literally began to feel like I was nuts because I was like mm-hmm. none of my friends are going through this like no one I've ever like been in contact with is talking about this stuff I don't I I feel so alone and like it's hard to say you're bloated when you're kind of like in a thinner body because people don't really see that and but it's like it's easy to hide you know so it just like makes you feel worse being like well I don't see the bloat or blah 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 and I'm Mm -hmm. just like okay um so anyways when I finally started going like to more functional holistic integrative energetic doctors and practitioners they were like yeah your gut is so out of balance your hormones are so out of whack like I had inflammation, like I did a bunch of stool tests and my inflammation was like 10 out of 10. And I got like, there was just so many signs that there were so many things off. And I was like, thank the Lord. Like someone has validated that everything that I felt for the past two to three yes. years is like so true. And I wasn't making all this stuff up. So anyways, when I was in that first appointment, with that functional woman, my mom was like, because my mom, my mom felt horrible for me, because she just like knew how I was just like, really lost, like in a lot of aspects of life. And she was like, wow, like, I haven't seen this, like, spark this joy, this light in your eyes, in like a few years. And I was like, yeah, it just takes some person to let you know that like, what you're feeling is like, so spot on, and you aren't crazy. And like, I was like, I need to somehow have other women feel the same way who have been going through health issues who feel alone and feel disempowered to actually understand that they can heal and they can take your power back and like in that office I was like I'm gonna heal like IBS will not be my story it will no longer be my identity blah 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 and that's kind of where my like vision for like helping women just like heal and activate their inner healer like We all have the ability to do so, and we all have the ability to bring our body out of the environment that it's in, that created the imbalance, into an environment that's in balance. And it's tackling the mind, body, soul together. We can't just focus on food. like That's a lot of people's starting point, but that's like where there's a huge difference between the Western world and the Eastern world when it comes to medicine, because they are just seeing the body as machine if your arm's broken, they're going to fix it. But in the like Eastern world, the more holistic thing, they're kind of more like gardeners. Like if, if the crops aren't coming up, we're not going to just take them out. We're going to say, Oh, why did that happen in the first place? Let's go back to the root and let's replant. So like, that's what I take my clients through. It's like a five um, stage, five step healing approach to the gut. And that's not, something that's ever really discussed in the western world either so large tangent but anyways I (laughs) really was like so lit up and alive and inspired once I was validated and I was like I don't know what the capacity is going to be into my future but I need to help women who feel the way I felt just so frustrated and sad and alone and hating your body for not seeing any progress ever to being like, okay, I can take myself out of this. And I'm gonna do so with ease and grace. And there's gonna be a lot of steps forward and there's gonna be steps back, but that's just all part of the journey. And if there's no mud, there's no Lotus. So without struggle, there can't be progress. And yeah. Essentially, I could go on and on and on, but yeah. you, it's, I mean, for those who have gone through any health journey, it's really helps you realize who you are and who you want to be.
0: So there she is. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. So I want to, I have so many questions now. First of all, thank you for sharing. Cause even for me, I'm starting Parsley Health next in like a few weeks because of a very similar journey to yours where I'm like, I get it. I have IBS. I'm trying all these things. I'm trying to, you know, not have oat milk. I'm trying to not do as much hit. Like I'm trying, I'm trying, but something's still so often. I feel like I don't know my body, no food. I've never experienced a food giving me energy before. Like anytime someone like you talks about that on social media, I'm just like, how? Because I bloat every time I eat. So I'm on a similar journey. And I think it's so important to hear stories where people either have a similar experience to in the beginning or even worse and then say no there is a way and it, for right. me what I'm realizing is it is the functional medicine route it is the holistic healing that's going to help you because of course start with the GIs but when they diagnose you with IBS and can no longer help you I yeah, do think it's like- time to like yeah go get your blood <laughs> tested so like I'm on that same journey so it's really nice to hear that and all of your TikToks make me feel this way too it's like I feel validated. I feel like you personally went through the same thing and healed yourself. So let's say I'm a client coming to you. What's the first step? Is it food journaling? Is it getting tested? Is it a mindset shift? Like what, what is the first step to healing?
1: Well, I want to go back to what you just said and harp on the importance of having of seeing a GI doctor first. Mm-hmm. Although I don't think it should be a one-stop shop. I think they should definitely be your first step to rule out any serious things that could be happening yes. there. Um and get your hormones, your blood tested, all of that stuff. So 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 important. Um but um if again, like you said, they say they- IBS and don't really have much advice for you other than to do the low FODMAP diet, which in my opinion, can do a lot more harm than good. Um, That's where you should see a functional doctor. So you can do the stool test, the SIBO test, et cetera. Um, Or you can like work with a health coach like myself, who I don't personally do testing. Um, Some health coaches do. But the first thing I tackle is like mindset and identity. Like that is so, so, so important because like I said earlier, thoughts becomes things. So if we don't bring awareness to the thoughts that we're thinking, the thoughts that are keeping us back, the thoughts that are keeping us sick, there's no way we can ever get well. And it's realizing are the, we, we have like 100,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them are the same as the day before. So if we're not bringing awareness to these thoughts of lack how are we ever going to get them into abundance? And I also love to like work in identity. Like what is your identity? Because what our identity is and who we believe we are is what habits we form and habits like shape our health. So yeah, mindset is huge. I, I like walk my clients through this thing called um, cognitive reframing, and it's essentially like shifting your mindset from these limiting beliefs that we're constantly repeating over and over and over again, which are false, but we believe them to be true because of how repetitive they are. So it's like identifying what we objectively think. So, for example, I have IBS, I will never heal, and then two, like identifying like the inconsistency from what I just said to the actual truth. Like, is that true that I will never heal? Is that true that I have IBS, like all this stuff, like just like thinking about that. And three, like how can we replace this like destructive thought that I will never heal to I'm taking such powerful steps to heal myself. Of course I can and I will heal. So the more that we consciously, whether we need to write it down at first, write down the limiting beliefs and then flip them, the more easier it's going to be for us to be driving in the car, for us to be walking, to have these thoughts and be like, no, Morgan, this is not true. Let's flip this. It just becomes like a habit, so to speak, to like tell our subconscious mind that you're not in control anymore. And our subconscious mind is how we live and think and behave and act and perceive the world um, 95% of the time. So if we don't bring awareness to the 5%, which is the most powerful, it's like our creative ability to like see beyond kind of the BS, then we're always going to be stuck in these patterns that have just stayed here since we were younger. So mindset, mindset, mindset and awareness. Awareness is the key to change. We can't change without awareness. Um, And another thing when it comes to identity is our reticular activating system. So this is like pretty much the filter on how we like view and see the world. So if we are constantly focusing on, I bet, yes, this sucks. My stomach hurts. I have anxiety, blah, blah, blah. That's our filter. We're going to see All the TikToks on that, on your feed, you're gonna be hearing from everyone who has IBS. You're gonna just be in this loop because the things that we focus on show up in our lives. So if we're focused on that instead of having gratitude and knowing that your body's healing, you're gonna see more people like maybe me on your TikTok feed that aren't just like, like negative, or just like yeah, how you can like love your body, and like you're gonna be connected with people who are all on a similar path of like empowerment and abundance and all of these things. So it's like where where are you putting your attention? And the thing that's like to make it more realistic, like if you really want this like Louis bag, for example, like all of a sudden you're gonna start seeing it like freaking everywhere in the streets. You're gonna see it on magazines. You're gonna see it on your Instagram feed. You're gonna see it it's like people walking down the road. And you didn't see or notice any of those things last week before you wanted this bag. So if we can shift our reality to like one of gratitude, one of abundance instead of lack of fear of I have this, I am anxious, um, all this stuff. Like when we attach like I am anxious, I am depressed, I have IBS. That's just literally identifying with something that is so permanent. Although those are just things that we're experiencing in the moment. They aren't us. They, they're yeah. not telling the whole story. So focusing on separating ourselves from IBS not us, and focusing more on gratitude, the joy, the things that you want, instead of the things that you're currently experiencing, and the things that you don't want. It's simple law of attraction as well. So those things are so, so, so big. And then lastly, we go into like the system behind your goals. And the system are the habits. Because a goal without a system is literally just a good idea it It can't be done, and I'm more on the bandwagon of consistency over motivation. I honestly think motivation is very overrated it's kind of a scam, and it's just like instead of like being motivated to work out, it's more like how can we just show up every day and keep on showing up and keep on creating confidence with ourselves like that's how we develop these habits for good health so top three things that it's mentioned have nothing to do with food. <laughs>
0: I was just going to say, I think that's incredible. And for anyone who's listening, that's like, okay, and we will get there right now, but who's like, okay, but like, how do I, like, I probably do need to change my diet or whatnot. I just want to say what, what I get from this is I think anxiety contributes a lot to my IBS and everything Mm -hmm. you just mentioned is getting a handle on your anxiety and believing in yourself and believing that you can heal is going to help you when it comes to Feeling anxious before you eat a piece of bread because you're like, I don't know if I am going to be bloated after this or not. Like, it's, I find that the anxiety around what is this, how is this food going to make me feel, ends up causing bloat and an IBS flare up. So, I think mm-hmm. all of those mindset shifts are so key and so important in that aspect. And then I want to get into like the nitty gritty as well, because obviously, next steps is also changing your lifestyle yeah. and your habits and all of that. So, I think every single person's body is different and that's why it's so important to work with coaches and to get your blood tested and all of that. But is there anything that you find helps most of your clients, whether it's certain supplements or, you know, cutting oat milk or anything, any tangible tips or lifestyle changes like workouts that you find do help most people? And then before I forget, I also want to get into like blood sugar after.
1: yes yes for sure and blood sugar is a big thing that I think helps most people so yeah we can get into that great, um great also want to rewind really quickly to what you just said about like oh my god is this bread gonna make me bloat our right. mind, like every cell in our body listens to the thoughts that we think because they're energy they're all frequency so if we're thinking that the bread is gonna make us bloat bet your ass that it's gonna make you bloat so like yes. whenever you show up to your meal what is the energy that you're bringing there are you hectic are you distracted Blah blah blah. Um, are you already thinking that it's going to destroy you because it will? Mm-hmm. So again, like, just I cannot emphasize enough the power of our thoughts and taking back the control that we have in this dialogue because it's the Such most important we have with ourselves. Such so, goodness. anyways, going into Gosh. tangible things, yes. So I always have. So the first step of the five steps of healing your gut is removing toxic things that are causing issues. Um, and again, like this is a not a one size fits all approach to diet to wellness to IBS and there are certain foods like gluten dairy corn soy um, nuts and seeds can be really hard on digestive systems Um, refined sugars seed oils there's like the big like eight or nine things that can be causing inflammation Um, but it's not about like eliminating them all and like never taking them back in because then we don't know which ones are actually not in alignment with us which ones are so I walk my clients through like an elimination period so it's like taking out some of these foods um for two weeks and bringing them back in one uh, one by one so for example gluten and dairy are like the two that I always start with so I have them take them off for two weeks and then we put gluten back in for one day We eat gluten three times. So it really gives our immune system the ability to be like, oh my God, like, what is this? And if we don't have any reaction, then beautiful. Like, we don't need to eliminate gluten for the rest of your lives. It's inflammatory, of course. Like, we just know that, especially in America, the way it's made. But there's no point to live in that restriction if you're having absolutely no symptoms with gluten or same thing with dairy or corn and soy. So it's just like this lovely, I like to say elimination diets as a lovely experiment with yourself to figure out how you can cool some inflammation and get to know your body better and how it can absorb things. So an elimination diet of sorts with someone who has been there with someone who knows what to do is super important because I hate when, or I don't hate, but I just get upset with girls that are doing elimination diets by themselves and then they fall into the disordered eating category. So anyways, focusing on what you can add in rather than what you can take away is like Huge, huge piece of advice. Um, but when it comes to lifestyle things, like managing your stress is so, so important. And I know that's um, even the GI doctors will tell you that when they have IBS, like manage your stress. But what does that actually mean? Like it means understanding if we're in acute stress or if we're in chronic stress. Like acute stress is like when our body and our immune system is kind of on high alert, like maybe we have an infection or we get in a fight with our boyfriend. But chronic stress is like living in this, like, hustle culture and this perfectionism culture and just like being go, 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 like having our breakfast on the road and always being on the phone or on the computer when we're eating and just like never slowing down, never being present, never grounding yourself. And that literally, if we're not doing that is survival mode, strictly fight or flight. And you cannot heal a body in fight or flight whatsoever. Like you need to somehow ask yourself like, what thoughts am I thinking, what beliefs, what patterns, et cetera, are inflammatory to me? And then what things am I doing in my lifestyle? Am I with my boyfriend who's not a good person for me, doesn't make me happy? Or am I in a friend group that like I don't feel aligned with anymore? Am I following people on social media that make me feel like shit? Like it's like figuring out like how we can build stricter boundaries for ourselves so that we're not having I like to say leaky boundaries I say when we have leaky guts we have <laughs> leaky boundaries and we can, when we zip up those boundaries we zip up our gut lining so it's like really doing an inflammation audit and understanding like what's causing us stress so stress mechanisms to help like meditation breath work like going on a walk like without anything on just like being with yourself getting out of your head into your body um journaling like doing art like anything that brings you joy walking in nature etc there needs to be some version and this is the self-care podcast so you I'm sure you could go off on this but like there needs yes. to be some like self-care in your day no matter how big or small because self-care doesn't mean shit without self-love or self-worth so it's like going back to that do I think I'm worthy? do I think I should be loved, etc. And then showing up doing the self care, and really like minimizing that stress that chronic stress that like majority of us are dealing with, especially if we have stomach issues, because we're also in this world too, where everyone is so perfect on social media and getting all the stuff to their face and all that stuff. It's like so it's so hard like living in comparison and seeing all the what I eat in a day is like those are literally I just like cannot with those I can't especially coming from disordered eating things because we see them and we're like oh like yeah but if I ate that I wouldn't look like her and it's just this whole again it's the it's the gut the brain connection and there's like a disconnect there so we talked about the elimination with food we talked about stress sleep I couldn't I could go off on the importance of sleep and that was something that as most college students, but me, I did not prioritize at all. But if we are not getting at least seven hours of sleep, we should be aiming for seven to nine, our body's going to be in stress. If we're not getting sleep, we can't lose weight, our gut microbiome is going to be severely damaged, our metabolism is going to be all out of whack. And so like really getting into a flow and like really setting up your environment at night. So you get that seven to nine hours is like so so crucial. Because again, our body like needs sleep for all these like, processes in our body to like be able to occur and occur in a like right. good way that like optimize how we feel um and then
0: I feel like I'm just like talking 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 so let me just no, say it's two more good. things <laughs> it's good it just sounds like habits are the main way to heal like that's what I'm hearing it's not always about the nitty-gritty food and the nitty-gritty supplements oh. and all the things it's it's prioritizing sleep and prioritizing these things that allow our body to function
1: Totally. And yeah. And it's like, again, like the lifestyle things are the medicine and it's like finding your sweet spot with them. Like there obviously isn't a one size fits all. Like as much as I want to say, like, I would love for everyone to be cycle syncing are exercising and like switching up the high intensity with the low intensity and having a mix and making sure we're having rest days. Like it's going to look different for everyone. And some people are going to do better with strictly weightlifting and some people are going to do better with Pilates. So again, it's finding your sweet spot, but it is like I just said, giving your body the ability to rest and to chill. Like I, like I said, I played the cross in college. I was strictly running, jogging, lifting weights. I would never do yoga. I would never think to like, just have like a stretching session or like do Pilates. Like I degraded the athleticism that it takes to have to be a yogi or to do Pilates. And, um, now I enjoy walks more than I enjoy running. And it's just like, it's kind of like, again, like what perception of the world do we have? I was in the perception of in order to keep my shape in order to be healthy in order to not gain weight, I need to do all these strict running sprints, weights. And now that I'm like still I still kind of mix in that but a majority more low impact like I've never felt better in my body because mainly because I'm just tapping into what my body needs I literally ask myself every day like what do I need to eat what do I need to how do I need to exercise how do I need to move my body what do I need to do for self-care for stress management so it's like really deepening this connection with yourself and like asking yourself these questions at first you're gonna be like I have no idea like what my body is saying what I'm asking but like if you're meditating and if you're just taking the time to really slow down and like genuinely check in with yourself, like if you are going to a berries class and you're like, Oh, I just don't wanna go, like you're not gonna you're not gonna your body is not gonna like assimilate that workout as well as well as it should. But if you're like getting pumped to go to a berries class, and is gonna make me feel amazing. You're gonna feel amazing. And it's the same thing with digestion. If we're showing up to a meal and we're like, Oh my god, this is horrible, it's gonna be horrible. Right. Um, and then the other way around. So I love, love cycle thinking. And I think it's amazing. And I think that you've had like plenty of podcasts on that. So I
0: don't, I had Alyssa VT on who told us all about it. She literally created the method and I just, yeah, she's amazing. (laughs) And I just transitioned off birth control. So I'm like, I need a few months and it's all too much right now, but eventually I have the app, like I'm ready to dive into it once my body adjusts. And I would love to do that, but it we're being inundated with so much information, especially someone who hosts a podcast. I'm like, I can't do it all. There's way too many but, things. Well, that's amazing to much. But it sounds done. incredible and it makes complete sense to me. I'm just, I, but, and I am going to implement it for sure. I do want to ask you, I feel like I could talk to you for another hours, but I, right? <laughs> I want to ask you, I can tell just from understanding the symptoms myself that my blood sugar is out of whack. Like I'm hungry every two hours. I get faint. Yeah. All of the things I pee a lot, which I realized from literally just an Instagram graphic that that's a symptom. So thank you for your work of being a health coach on Instagram, because it really does help people like understand their bodies. So I want to ask you all about that. If someone doesn't know how to, you know, call out the symptoms, doesn't know how to balance their blood sugar, how does it play a role? All things blood sugar. Let's just dive into that before we close out. Let's do it. Yeah. So,
1: um, plain and simple, like blood sugar, or like glucose is our main source of energy. And it like really dictates like how hungry we feel how energetic we feel. Um, and it's produced every time our body breaks down a carb. So that can be quinoa to cakes, It's like any type of carb. Um, and when our blood sugar is imbalanced, we have like dips in energy, we get really excited and energetic. And then we have that afternoon slump, or maybe we're waking up tired, even though we had a rest of nine hours of sleep, um, or we're just like erratic, brain fog, energy everywhere, um, weight isn't budging, or weight's increasing and can't come down. Um, Those are all like huge factors for blood sugar balancing. And that's like one of the main things that I go through with clients is like helping them understand like how we can like mitigate these spikes. So for example, if we are having a piece of cake, our just naked so that's a term like naked carbs. If you're just having carbs by themselves, we're not pairing them. To I just heard so I this. Yes. I'll, I don't I'll know where I learned it. this, like, so but cool. I heard this somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally so cool. Like it, it's like crazy to me how, like, I mean, I didn't know this stuff two years ago,
0: but majority yeah, of people like, are just
1: like in the dark about it.
0: Pairing but, certain and, foods can help you digest them better basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really fascinating stuff. So so if we have this cake, Naked Carbs, our blood sugar is going to go up, 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 up really high. And then it's going to crash low, low, low. And when we crash, we're going to crave more. We're going to have like running to the kitchen, like running for the cookies, um, just like low energy and like just going to food to bring us back up. And when we do have those crashes, we're craving sugar. So then we have another piece of whatever, even if it's like a fruit, for example, if you're already on this roller coaster, it's going to spike you too. So uh, avoiding naked carbs is huge, like pairing it with a fat. If you're having an apple, and I'm not saying the uh, plain apple is going to spike you for the rest of the day, but pairing it with like a tablespoon of almond butter or something like that, really like being conscious of what you're putting with your carbs. Um and that also like goes with meal um what's the word? Like sequencing pairing, pairing, pairing. Um making sure that there is a protein, a fat, and a carb at all meals. That is the key to blood sugar balancing. I personally like the formula, the fat for Kelly Levesque. So um protein, healthy fats, fiber and greens. I think that's a lot more realistic um to look at and kind of easier to like look at your food and be like, okay, do I have my greens? Miss spinach? Do I have my fiber? Yeah, I have um, like my avocado, my healthy fats, my olive oil, my protein. I have my chicken, whatever it is. Um, so making sure that those are paired. Um, also, the order of how we eat our food is really fascinating too. So if we have our protein and um, our fats before our carbs, it blunts the blood sugar spike. So if we're having just a bowl of pasta, that's it, spike. But if we have a salad with it doesn't even have to, like, if you just have, like, arugula with olive oil, um, if you don't want to have, like, all the veggies before, like, your blood sugar curve is going to be so much flatter, and it's not going to have this drastic increase and drastic, um, decrease, so glucose goddess is amazing, she posts, like, all these visuals on Instagram that, like, show how our glucose responds on this curve, um, depending on, like, how, the order of which we eat. Um, and yeah, so avoiding naked carbs, again, so pairing them, making sure that I mean, you don't have to be perfect. You're not gonna be like, Oh, my God, like, I need a salad before I fast. All right. No, have to a eat lot a sweet potato. I need the sweet potato after I eat my chicken. Like, it's just like having this information and seeing how your body interprets it and how you feel afterwards. It's like, it's I'm always saying, how can you check into your body? How can you bring awareness to it? What are you feeling when you do just have a naked card, and how are you feeling if you have it at the end of the meal, whatever it is? And then I also want to say, too, is like, and I feel like this is just like something that's just like so classic on social media right now, but it's just like true. Like, eating before coffee in the morning is so so important for blood sugar for the rest of the day because when we're having coffee on an empty stomach it shoots up the cortisol which is our stress hormone it goes crazy in our body and um that can like spike us for the day and that can like leave us like feeling like we are lacking energy etc so if we just have like something small before our coffee it really does help and again for some people who don't have gut issues or hormonal issues they can just do that and feel fine. Like, I'm not going to say I'm perfect with that. Like I, I have coffee on the empty stomach a lot, but I also knew that that was taking a toll on me when I was in the trenches of my gut issues. Um, so it's just food for thought. And again, it's, it's all this information and like figuring out how it works for you. Um, last thing I want to say on the blood sugar balancing is really honing in on eating more and restricting less. Like increasing your protein. Increasing my protein was one of the best things I did for my body in my healing journey, and like even like transitioning from off the high intensity to the low intensity workouts. Like protein are like the building blocks for our cells and our bodies, and for all systems in the body to function. So don't be don't be afraid of proteins. Don't be afraid of fat. They're not going to make you fat. They actually make you slimmer. So, um, yeah, and get your greens in. Like that's that's just so important and so uh, like necessary uh, to switch up all these vegetables because our gut needs diversity. And if we're constantly eating the same thing every single day, you can actually develop food sensitivities. Like for example, if you're having a smoothie every single morning and you're having like blueberries and spinach in it or whatever you like to put in it the same thing every single day you can like kind of in a way come up with the sensitivity to blueberries because your body's like yo 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 like back up we need to we need we need a break here and that's like the thing with like like even with like gluten like it doesn't necessarily mean that you have like this horrible sensitivity but if you're having toast every day for lunch we just need to give our body a break to cool some of that inflammation to cool that response and load our body with like different things we're gonna like have a much more well-rounded diverse and vibrant
0: microbiome which is
1: literally the uh, the key to good health
0: so yeah yeah I think it's hard with vegetables when you're dealing in the trenches with IBS because you're like
1: but vegetables
0: bloat me so I started taking athletic greens because I'm like if vegetables give me anxiety and I don't want (laughs) to overdo it I'm just going to drink them
1: (laughs) so yeah no that's so smart
0: okay good <laughs> no it is and validating. like
1: the veggie fear I get that and yeah just try to like not eat them like raw just like cook them and like right. saute them and like eventually like over time your body will like get more used to them so don't be scared again like reevaluate your mindset as you show up but we like we need those vegetables for a microbiome like that's the most and to get the prebiotics and the probiotics that's the most important thing to build it up so like even if they're bloating you at first, like kind of work through the discomfort in a way, but like really focusing on how we can make our meals like more warm and soothing rather than like cold and raw, like the smoothies and the salads, as much as they're like the the face of health, they're not necessarily the face of health for someone that's dealing with digestive issues.
0: Right. And you mentioned Kelly Levesque. I keep hearing her everywhere and hearing about this book, but I get nervous with digestive issues following one I don't know, train of thought when it's not targeted towards IBS. So to hear totally. that it, it's you, you would recommend it.
1: Yeah. I mean, she just like okay. breaks down, like she's like how I learned about blood sugar balancing. Okay, So it just like, it just like break breaks down pretty much everything I kind of just talked about. So it's like, not even Amazing. like really necessary that you need to buy it. Like she just like goes into like the importance of all the macronutrients, the proteins, um, the fats, the carbs, and then like, how do we create balance with them? So like, don't even bother for the time being. Like, I would just like focus on you, focus on like creating balance on your plate, focus on having that like healing, joyful, abundance mindset when you show up for your meal. Um, And yeah, I feel like this is not even okay. like not, 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 not necessary like right now, but okay. follow um Glucose Goddess. She's like really cool and she has like oh, amazing. amazing visuals. Yeah. She has good visuals okay. for just like figuring out like what things spike and which things don't.
0: Glucose Goddess. I'm writing this down. On that note, before we get into the ending segment, I have to ask, you have 18K on TikTok and (laughs) I consider you a TikToker and I follow all your TikToks and think they're so informational, but also fun, making something so traumatic and hard (laughs) fun. So I have to ask, what do you attribute your TikTok growth to? Like any top tips you have and how long did it take you to really see growth? Was it gradual? Yeah,
1: so it's actually so funny and and like weird I don't even like know I don't know (laughs) how it happens like I I've been on Instagram for like four years and I started TikTok in like mid-January and I had like more followers in like three weeks than I did on TikTok than I've had on Instagram I'm like what the heck like I want like I want to have like Instagram followers on Instagram like ah, why didn't I start this years ago and the videos that that have like Yeah, it literally happened that quick. I like, I posted in January and I was like kind of going off. Like, I would do like two or three videos a day. Like, I did that for like maybe like two weeks. And then I've just been kind of like sporadic here and there. I've been off my game recently, actually. So maybe this is a good reminder to get back on. But, um, videos that have (laughs) been popping up
0: all over my feed. So it it doesn't feel like you've taken a break, which is good.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Well, maybe they're just the old ones that are replaying, but probably, um, but
0: that's the beauty of TikTok. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah good I mean I guess I'm happy but um yeah. the ones that I've done well are kind of ones where it's like something that we all doing like for example like hit workouts are making you bloated like constant hit workouts people are like wait what like I didn't know that or like right me just talking about the symptoms of unhealthy gut because people are like wait what that's why I'm experiencing brain fog or why I have yeah. low libido or all this so it's like mm-hmm. these things that like I feel like aren't really talked about, but are like being kind of exposed on there. I'm getting a lot of um, views on and then just like, I don't really have any of like curated, like pretty videos, which I kind of wish, but they're just like so time consuming. I literally just like dance and like put it all up. And I feel like that I'm just like, whatever at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's like pretty much it. But like, I've grown like so fast on TikTok compared to Instagram, which is like bizarre. And I don't really like, follow any of like the algorithm things for instagram or tiktok so i'm just like winging it that's that's my advice
0: (laughs) well that's the best part of tiktok compared to instagram is you can get found so much more easily and i also think it's refreshing to hear that you're not doing anything super aesthetic you're just like dancing and throwing text on and it's working for you so i think that's really inspiring for people um to have like a top tip for anyone or is that the top tip for tiktok yeah Just someone's wanting to grow on TikTok, selfishly, I'm asking, top tip.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I was going to say for someone that's not on TikTok, get on TikTok, because I restricted, resisted it for so long, and I was like, I can't dance, blah, blah. But just like, don't really, I feel like once I release, like, control and expectation of like, oh, I spent so long in this TikTok, like, it better, like, have so many views, like, the videos that I post that I'm just, like, whatever, like, I just, like, got the most views, and I'm, like, what the heck, so I feel, like, just, like, do a mindset around, like, the expectation of it, just, like, let it flow, and it'll reach the people that you want, but also just, like, have fun, and, like, don't really, like, give an F like about like what people think about like I was like so like I don't know if people from high school like see me dancing about like poop and stuff but like just like be you Whatever. and like yeah I feel like that's it and just like releasing that like expectation about what you want it to achieve because it's just like once we're more in flow, um things flow easier to us. So yeah.
0: Okay. Love it. Thank you. Let's go into of the course. ending segment. Fun facts yes. and favorites. We'll make these quick. What is your morning routine? Um,
1: I wake up, I meditate, um, I have my lemon water, workout, shower, skincare, coffee, food, work.
0: Perfect. Okay. What is your favorite podcast? Uh, Skinny Confidential. Oh, same. What is your favorite workout or workout class?
1: Um, I'm a huge Melissa Wood fan, but I also like mix in some orange theory in there too. Love.
0: Okay, when do you feel your are
1: happiest? Um, on or just near or looking at the beach. Like Morgan like literally means by the sea. And I feel like I've just always been so connected wow. to the ocean. So like just being and not doing is like so nice because it just relaxes me.
0: I love that. Okay, what would be your last meal on earth? Um, <laughs> I feel like, have you had salt and straw, ice cream? No, but now I need to. Oh my gosh,
1: it's so <laughs> good! So we don't have it. I'm I'm in Boston. Wait, okay. Actually, I don't I don't know if they have it in New York, but um, they have an L- it. They have it in L.A. and it's just like so good, and they have so many vegan flavors and just so creamy and stuff. So yeah, I love ice cream.
0: Okay, incredible. Where can the people find you? Are you taking clients? All of the things. Yeah. So um, I don't know when this episode
1: is going to launch, but my Within I have. Okay. I have an eight week, um, self-paced, like gut healing program. It's like a mind, body, soul program. It's not just food. It's like, it's literally everything that I have accumulated over the past five years to help me heal in eight weeks. Um, so that is called the gut glow up. It's launching May 2nd. And I would love to have you guys join if you feel so lost on your health, um, your gut health journey. Um, because I've been there and I know what it takes to heal. So anyways, yeah. Find me on Instagram at The Smiling Gut and all the information about my programs will be on there. I'm taking one-on-one clients too, so would love to help you guys feel like your best out.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. This was incredible. I love how we really dove into like the habits, the lifestyle changes more than just like overanalyze what you're eating. So thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, of course. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.